Blog Talk Radio. We live. We live. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one with Lavar and Mary. With Lavar and Mary. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? It's Friday night. You're tuned into page one with Lavar and Mary, show number 212, if you are keeping tabs at home. So glad that you could be with us. Mary's off tonight, so it's just me, and we are going to be on an abbreviated schedule tonight. We just wanted to be with you uh, because there's so much going on. Uh, it's November 4th, 2022. And, of course, this weekend, it is the end of daylight saving time. We switch back to standard time on Sunday morning at 2 a.m. So, at that point, uh, we fall back. You gain an hour. Um, The only time of the year that I know confuses a lot out of a lot of people is this time of year. Because if you're out at the bar on Saturday night, and your local bar closes around that time, do they stay open that extra hour, or do they close? Uh, Some used to just close uh, pretty much at that point. Um, Some stayed open the extra hour. So it's going to be a little bit of confusion if you're out this weekend. But no matter where you're at, some places across the country, it is very nice out. Uh, I know if you're to the south, there have been some storms. Um, Be on the lookout for that throughout the weekend, but... It's been unseasonably warm for a November start. Temperatures I know here in Chicago were close to mid-70s today. And I was listening to one of our former weather forecasters that used to be on the air here, and she was describing uh, pretty much how unsettling it kind of was for the first full week of November to be at temperatures so high uh, and how climate change is real. Uh, whether you believe it or not, uh, you definitely have to admit that some of the temps that we've seen, especially in these last few weeks, uh, have been out of sorts for what we normally expect. You normally think that October or by mid-October, it starts to get a little cool. Halloween was quite warm um, in some instances, and it still is here in the Midwest, even though we did see some storm and some, some snow in some portions of the Midwest a few weeks ago, uh, really wasn't enough to kind of stay. Uh, and it was kind of like a one and done thing, but uh, the weather this weekend continuously will be pretty decent uh, for the most part. So no matter where you're at, whether you're here in the States or whether you're overseas and hello to all of our overseas listeners, um, it is hopefully nice wherever you're at. But we got a lot of things to cover tonight in this uh, brief time that we or I am with you. And like I said, Mary is a little bit under the weather. Hope that she is feeling better by next week and we'll be back. Uh, I don't know what's going on. It's it's definitely some type of, uh, for this time of year, it seems to be some type of virus that's going around for a lot of people. And as you can tell, <clears throat> excuse me, 
for the last few weeks, I have kind of dealt with uh, some issues with my voice. So forgive me tonight if I sound a little bit off key here. Um, still kind of working on that. Hopefully, as I said last week and probably the week before that, that things will be back to normal soon. <clears throat> so um, I know I've been trying my best to get stuff back with the voice. Uh, it's getting there, but still a little bit of ways to go. But there's a lot going on, and as I said, uh, we will kind of incorporate some of the normal things into tonight's show. Of course, we'll take a look here in the next uh, minute or two at the Almanac, uh, and then a little bit of kind of a yay or nay tonight. I'm going to save that more for next week, but we'll look at one of the things for yay or nay. And then, uh, of course, we'll talk about some of the top things that are going on. Of course, we'll also take a look at what's trending. And we'll have a retro moment of the week all tonight. But I know um, before we get to our top story, uh, with the Almanac, as I said, today is the 4th of November. I don't know if I said October a few minutes ago, but if I did, forgive me. Uh, but it's the 4th of November. Coming up this week, of course, there is a um, the main thing that we want to uh emphasize is that election day is on Tuesday, November 8th. And no matter what you vote or no matter what your political affiliation or what you believe, the most important thing is that you definitely want to go out and make sure that you exercise your right to vote. At the same time as I say that, um, you want to make sure, too, that you are not interfering with everyone else's right to vote. Um, and by that, I mean for those who go off of a belief system that they should be able to and not everyone else. And if everyone else or those particular people have that right and they can exercise that right, then leave it to the professionals who are the poll workers and the people who are actually there. Um, I don't ever believe that since probably the 1950s or 60s have we seen a time of people trying to oppress other people's right to vote, which mystifies me even in 2022. But that's what the poll workers are there for. And I hope that the election day goes smoothly and without any issue and that we just go out and we do what we're supposed to do. And no matter who you vote for, that you go out and you do that because it is so important because it pretty much will uh, set the course as to what will be done over the next two, four, six years. And sometimes, in most cases, with judicial ships, uh, probably the next quarter century. Uh, so you want to make sure that you do your due research, don't listen to the others who tell you how to vote, and that you do your research and make your informed decision and then head to the, do what you need to do. So with that out of the way, uh, that little PSA, uh, like we said, November 4th, brings us to the Almanac. Today, it is National Candy Day. So, um, celebrate with your favorite candy, no matter where you're at. And then also, it's National Chicken Lady Day, and it's National Jersey Friday. It's the first Friday in November. Uh, Tomorrow brings us National Donut Day, and I do know that there's a lot of specials out there. It's National Love Your Red Hair Day. We love our redheads. Uh, National Bison Day. National Play Outside Day, which is the first Saturday of every month. November 6th, one of my favorite days. It is National Nachos Day. 
It's also saxophone day, and daylight saving time, as we said earlier, ends. And then on Monday, it brings us National Bittersweet Chocolate with Almonds Day, National Canine Lymphoma Awareness Day, it's National Retinol Day, Color the World Orange Day, which is the first Monday in November, and we'll talk about that in a second, and it is Job Action Day, which is the first Monday in November. But Color the World Orange Day, it is dedicated to bringing awareness to complex regional pain syndrome and reflex uh, sympathetic dystrophy with Color the World Orange Day. Uh, complex regional pain syndrome and that reflex uh, sympathetic uh, dystrophy it involves high levels of nerve impulses sent to an affected site in the body. Uh, medical experts believe the condition is a result of dysfunction in the central or peripheral nervous system. Symptoms may vary in severity and usually occur more in women than men. Pain can be intense or worse over time, and in the event of an injury, CRPS can flare and spread beyond the site of the injury. Other symptoms include stiff and swollen joints, decreased mobility, changes in hair and nail growth, skin changes, meaning color, texture, and temperature may be affected. Uh, there's no specific test or cure for CRPS. Treatment focuses on pain relief, physical therapy, and psychotherapy. So everyone's encouraged to wear orange and organize an event to participate uh, and want to help spread awareness. Uh, there are pages around, especially on Facebook and on the web, uh, more on orange or color the world orange day for more details. Also occurring on that day, um, as we said, Job Action Day, and then on November 8th, on Tuesday, it is Election Day. It is also National Cappuccino Day. And on that day, it is National Harvey Wallbanger Day, National Parents and Teachers Day, and National, Ste- National STEM STEAM Day. November 9th brings us uh, Microtia Awareness Day, National Louisiana Day, National Scratch Day, and then November 10th, National Civic Pride Day, it's the Marine Corps Birthday, National Forget-Me-Not Day, and National Vanilla Cupcake Day, and then next Friday, uh, we'll tell you ahead of time, it's National Sunday Day, and it is also National, uh, or it's also Veterans Day uh, next Friday, so a special thanks to all of our veterans, and if you see one out and about this week, uh, definitely thank them, which you should be doing anyway uh, when you do see them. Uh, but Veterans Day next Friday, I know a lot of you will probably be off. And if you are off, uh, definitely if you want to do something, I would say take some time uh, and visit local VFWs or uh, do something uh, that honors the day uh, for those who have done so much. Um, so that is next week. Uh, of course, it, we shouldn't have to tell you, but it honors military veterans who served in the U.S. Armed Forces. It coincides with Armistice Day and Remembrance Day, which marks World War I. Uh, those observances reflect the end of the significant hostilities at the 11th hour on the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918, when the armistice with Germany took effect. Uh, initially, the U.S. observed Armistice Day as well. However, it evolved into the current Veterans Day in 1954. It is not to be confused with Memorial Day or Armed Forces Day. Now, Veterans Day celebrates all United States military veterans. However, Memorial Day is set aside for remembering the men and women who died while serving. Additionally, Armed Forces Day recognizes the men and women currently serving in the United States military. So for our veterans, thank a veteran. Uh, it's not 
or it is a federally designated holiday. So a lot of businesses and schools will be closed. Um, and like we said, you definitely want to make sure to thank those that have uh, served and uh, do your best. Uh, but that will be next Friday. So with all of that being said, uh, we didn't get a chance last week to kind of go through some of the things that will be happening this month now that we are in the month of November. Uh, November is Aviation History Month. It's also Diabetic Eye Disease Month, Epilepsy Awareness Month. It is also Lung Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, It is also Military Family Month, National Adoption Month, National Alzheimer's uh, Disease Month. It is also National COPD Month, Diabetes Month, uh, Gratitude Month, Home Care and Hospice Month, uh, to see month. It is also uh, National Inspirational Role Models Month. Um, you also have the Native American Heritage Month, which is this month. Also, Pet Cancer Awareness, Raisin Bread Month, uh, and Spinach and Squash Month, Stomach Cancer Awareness Month, Sweet Potato Awareness Month. Uh, it is also uh, what they call in the U.S. No Shave Ember or Beard Month or Mo. November. In Australia, it's called Mustache Month. Um, so there's a lot of different things going on. And uh, there's one more, but I'm not going to mention it. You'll have to go on Twitter uh, to see. <laughs> but the first full week of November brings us National Animal Shelter Appreciation Week, which is this week. Uh, the week of November 13th, which is uh, in a couple of weeks, is World Kindness Week. Uh, so we should be doing that every week. Uh, but those are some of the things that are coming up ahead during this month of November. A little bit here within our pages, uh, some of the things that we were going to discuss. Uh, But one of the things I want to talk about, it is not lost on me this week uh, what has occurred. And with that, talking about uh, Brooklyn Nets uh, player Kyrie Irving. And I am in the class here of where I would tell you that even common sense in all of it is what Kyrie Irving did is wrong. It is not a popular opinion. As a matter of fact, it shouldn't even be of an opinion in the things that he did. And that it once again brings up the thing of the argument that people use to defend what he's done as free speech. Uh, Free speech at the end of the day, as someone said this evening, isn't free. And you have to, when you're in a position such as his, recognize that the things that you do and that you say Uh, carry a great weight. And as a basketball player and a person who is followed and I am sure by some admired, um, it carries a great weight when you post these things or you agree with these things online and you either forward them or you display them on your page. Really, when you do that, uh, whether it is on social media 
that carries the weight of your own opinion. I mean, if you're putting a movie out there on your page, that means that you've seen it, you've agreed with what it was in the message. It would be foolish to put something out there that you did not know much of, didn't really look into, and thought that it would be okay and that people would just blink and keep on going. And when you are in a position that he's in, I saw the press conference that he had where he kind of snapped at a reporter. Uh, he took pretty much, you know, the thing that we used to say is you're going to take that idea and pretty much die on the hill with it. Uh, meaning that even though you know it's wrong, you're willing to go to battle over it and pretty much not really listen to why it could potentially be wrong, which is what he did. And pretty much just not even listening to other people as to why it was offensive. And then it led to later uh, this week of the Brooklyn Nets pretty much going and suspending him on Thursday for no less, quote, than five games after at that time when he failed to formally apologize during a news conference earlier in the day for the hurt that his post had caused late last week. It wasn't until after that suspension that later that night on Thursday night that he went to Instagram and then he apologized. It seems kind of almost a moot point when you were given an opportunity and then you go and say the things that you said and took a hard line stance still on what you thought was right. And then afterwards, uh, apologizing and now you have your teammate and Kevin Durant who today (laughs) came out and said that it's an unfortunate situation and it just sucks all around for everybody and hopefully we can move past it While that is an agreement and you hope to move past it, a suspension and a late apology and then to come out and say move past it kind of almost undermines everything that's going on. It's kind of like sweeping it out of the rug. Like, hey, he was wrong. Stuff happened. Let's just move on. And then once again, I don't know if it's you <laughs> or if it is someone who's just frustrated with the whole thing. Because this has been a bad week for the Nets. You've had everything from that situation to their uh, coach, um, pretty much amicably Steve Nash leaving, and them having their own internal issues, and now you've got this. And Kevin Durant had to come back later and said that, and quote, uh, I ain't here to judge nobody or talk down on nobody for how they feel, their view or anything. I just didn't like anything that went on. I feel like it was all unnecessary. I felt like we could have just kept playing basketball and kept quiet as an organization. I just don't like none of it. And he tweeted later to clarify his comments by saying, I don't condone hate speech or anti-Semitism. And once again, you've got a situation where a player not thinking and coming out, voicing his frustration and then saying that a bad situation, which was already publicly bad, 
coming back and then saying that it just should have been kept quiet. By the time this story had blown up this past week, it was not quiet anymore. That would have been the time for people such as KD to condone what his teammate has said, not jump on after the fact. When things like this happen, you have to, as our folks used to tell us, was strike while the iron is hot. And yes, I know that's your teammate. But even sometimes when your teammates are wrong, you have to go to them, and then you have to go publicly and state the obvious. Kevin Durant did it the opposite way while voicing his displeasure at the fact that it had become a public issue and then tried to clean it up later by saying, hey, me too, I, I don't condone it. Once again, as we call it, an ass-backward move. <laughs> or backward-ass move. <laughs> and general manager Saar Marks, who traveled with the team for their Friday uh, game against the Wizards, said the Nets never considered uh, waiving Irving in the wake of the latest controversy. He said, no, not at this point in time, which does not bode well. Uh, but there's a lot of money, and when there's a lot of money on the table, uh, you know that that's not going to happen. And he said that while the apology on Instagram was a good first step, Irving will need to take more steps, including counseling designated by the team, as well as meeting with Jewish leaders within the Brooklyn community before being able to play for the Nets again. He said, quote, that I think after anything like this, you would always hope that there's a change. There's a change in feelings, a change in attitude. I think per his apology, that's a step in the right direction. But as we sort of stated, actions speak louder than words. And so he's had some time, and there will be more time to reflect on that. He's going to have to sit down with those leaders, and he's going to have to sit down with the organization after this, and we'll evaluate and see if this is the right opportunity to bring him back. When asked if he agreed with the team's decision to suspend him, Durant said that I believe and trust the organization to do what's right. And, you know, even he had to admit that the -the around-the-clock coverage the NBA and its players receive, he said it's just the way of the NBA now, there's so many outlets now, and stories hit pretty fast now. That's where all the chaos is coming from. Everybody's opinion, and everybody has an opinion on this situation, and we're hearing it nonstop. But once the balls start bouncing and we get into practice, none of that stuff seeps into the gym. So that's the cool part about being in a gym. But once you step off the court, everybody's got the microphones out, microscopes looking at you, asking you what you feel about it. So it's been difficult. But the game is a constant for us. It would be less of a microscope if no one had been quiet throughout those first few weeks. And now here you are to a situation where it grew and grew, and now everyone wants to clean up after the mess has grown. It's a self-study once again, and the importance of our words and the importance of what we do and what we say. And, of course, the argument as to, well, I have a right to say it and believe it. And if you believe that, that's what you believe. But at the end of the day, just like all of us mere mortals who don't have a job in the NBA, you do work for an organization that deals with the general public. You do work, quote, for your fan base. And the things that you say, your job, will, of course, at the end of the day, 
uh, hold you to that. And they will either suspend you, fine you, or fire you. So while the Nets are right to do everything that they can do within this situation, you kind of wish that those steps were kind of taken a day or two earlier and not when everything or the forest had already been full of blaze. And for Kyrie, you wonder, even with an apology coming after a suspension, is the apology really, as we want to say, um, meaningful? Uh, you kind of wish he didn't take that hill or that um, that opinion earlier this week, but we have to, as humans, take him at his word. And if he did see the error of his ways, let's hope that what he does in proving that he saw the error of his ways is meaningful and that he's learned something because, unfortunately, as far as things go, his situation is not the first one, and it won't be the last one that we see in the NBA. Retro Moment of the Week is coming up next. When we return, we'll take a live look at what's trending, uh, and then we got a few other uh, stories that we'll talk about. We'll be right back. You're listening to Page Wallet with our Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. Weekends were made for Michelob. Weekends were made for Michelob. Have a nice one, you hear? Weekend. 52 times a year. Weekend. Don't forget, remember to pick up some beer. Michelob. Weekends were made for Michelob. Weekends were made for Michelob. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis. Put a quarter pounder together the way you like it. Thick and meaty. A big, juicy hamburger you can really sink your teeth into. Break away for the fans' favorite. We're cooking one just for you. Because you deserve a break With LaVar and Mary, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LaVar and Mary. And welcome back to Page One with LeVar Mary. It is Friday night, November 4th, 2022. Mary's off tonight. LeVar here with you on this abbreviated show. And what I mean by abbreviated show, uh, it's usually probably not going to last the hour. Uh, we'll pretty much kind of go through some of the motions here. We'll get a few things in, and then uh, we will wish you an early good night. And like I said, uh, this weekend, 
Uh, daylight saving time ends. Uh, standard time we go back to, and that is on Sunday morning at 2 a.m. So make sure that you set your clocks back. You save an hour instead of losing an hour. But I know a lot of you are probably like me, and you prefer that extra hour of daylight. Uh, I'm more of a springtime person, not a fall guy, <laughs> literally. <laughs> One of the interesting things that I saw this week was in regards to the workforce, because we've done our share of stories here in regards to what jobs have done now in this post-COVID world. One of the more interesting stories comes out of Florida, and it involves uh, one Miami Chick-fil-A owner-operator who has been pretty much um, they pretty much are beating down the doors there with applications. Uh, after he switched his staff to a three-day, 14-hour-per-day work week. Uh, Justin Lindsay was looking for a novel way to reward workers who were, quote, literally working 70 hours a week, week in and week out. And the popular franchise was profitable and sales were robust, but that was coming at the expense of staff burnout. So earlier this year, he cooked up a new recipe for success by overhauling the weekly schedules. He divided his staff of 38, 18 store leaders and 20 frontline employees into two groups and alternated weekly schedules into three-day blocks of 13 to 14-hour shifts. The result, 100% retention, the management level, and a flood of new job applicants. An opening this fall at the Kendall neighborhood restaurant drew more than 420 candidates. The restaurant is just another example of businesses experimenting with non-traditional shifts ever since the pandemic upended the 40-hour work week. Although the majority of companies have been reluctant to change, some firms and even some bosses have urged flexibility as a way to entice or retain workers by offering a better work-life balance. Uh, he said that the three-day work week allows for his staff to plan lives outside of the work in advance. And he said that I think people want to work in this industry and that they want some things to change, and that's what this has shown, that there are things that if they change it for the better, it's going to make a lasting impact. Now, a three-day work week is still very rare, but the buzz around a four-day week has already began gaining momentum. In a six-month pilot program in the U.K., 3,300 workers across 70 companies agreed to work 80% of their usual weekly hours in exchange for promising to maintain 100% of their productivity. The pay was unchanged, and at the end of this month, the companies will decide whether to keep the program. A similar test in Iceland was successful, and when Microsoft tried a shorter work week in Japan in 2019, it found that productivity increased up by almost 40%. tell you, I have worked many different shifts in my lifetime. This isn't my job. <laughs> but I've worked a job where I did four days on, three days off. Um, and I actually like the idea. I actually hope that that is a continuation. I would much rather see where, and I do understand, uh, that retail in some other sectors will be a little hard-pressed to do it. But I think that if some jobs do something as to where you do four days and three days off, and you have some people work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, work Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, or Monday off and you work Tuesday through Friday, I think a lot of people will be willing to do that. 
Um, I love that schedule. I wish I could find a job with that schedule <laughs> because I think having that additional day gives you a chance to get some things done. And perhaps you may be a Monday person where you'd like to have that Monday off. You're not digging going in on Mondays. Um, and that's only really for those that unless the place is closed on the weekend. Now, if you're open on the weekend, I think that you should probably like, you know, for a few months, some people work the weekend shift. I had to do that too. I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and had the middle of the week off. And other people had the first half of the week. Um, I think if you do that, you do it for a little bit, some people would love it. And it would give them an opportunity to feel that they can have some grasp on life. Because if you think about it, if you truly do think about it, you work eight hours a day. You're probably commuting on average maybe an hour, possibly, back and forth. Already committed 10 hours to a job in which you come home and probably need two to three hours to get some things done, which really leaves you with not a lot of time to get rest, get back up, and start your day all over again. I would be a lot more willing to probably stay at work for an extra hour or so to ensure that I have an extra day off or at least a couple more hours. I know you're going to call me crazy, but you figure if you're already there and you get to the tail end, probably another hour, hour and a half is not going to hurt you. Um, Especially uh, if those with that pay scale, and I know you're going to be like, well, what about a 40-hour week? I need all of my money that I can get. If you want to keep that, cool. Stick with a job that's 40-hour. But I do believe that for those who can make do with 35 to 40, and want to work that life and have that extra day, I say, fine, let's do it. All for it. And I actually like the idea, and I hope it succeeds. And I know my friends in the U.K. that are listening, (laughs) if you're doing it, uh, keep at it, man. I hope it comes over this way. So taking a look at Twitter tonight and some of the things that are trending. Of course, it is Friday night, so we would be remiss if we didn't know that some of the wrestling shows would be uh, trending tonight. Uh, But AEW is trending. Uh, SmackDown is trending. Uh, Nike is trending uh, because I know we had talked earlier and I know a little while before this broadcast, they announced that it's halted its relationship with Kyrie Irving, saying that it condemns, quote, any form of anti-Semitism. The Nets, of course, suspended Irving for what the team called failure to unequivocally say that he has no anti-Semitic beliefs. So Nike is splitting with him, and they will no longer launch the Kyrie 8. They said, and quote, that at Nike we believe that there's no place for hate speech and we condemn any form of anti-Semitism. To that end, we've made the decision to suspend our relationship with Kyrie Irving effective immediately. It will no longer launch the Kyrie 8. We are deeply saddened and disappointed by the situation and its impact on everyone. So um, that is unfortunately not going to happen. Uh, also trending tonight, OP Live, uh, our patrol live, Blue Bloods. And also uh, trending tonight, um, Pretty much a lot of basketball players, wrestlers, um, a lot of that going on tonight, and that is all trending. Um, Also, 
uh, within some of the facets of um, this, um, some sports, <laughs> uh, a lot of sports, and entertainment. So if you're online, uh, that is what's trending. Of course, you can find us online at News Comment BTR. And uh, if you're by there, say hi. Um, hopefully, we will have some 411 lounges coming up soon. Uh, we missed those two. And if you have any suggestions for uh, a show, uh, definitely tag the person who you'd like to see us interview. And uh, hopefully, we get a touch them, have them on a the future 411 lounge. Love to have them. Love to have some of the people who we've had in the past back. Uh, we definitely are going to be trying in 2023. Um, to uh, have some of your favorites return. And uh, just keep an eye out on that and follow us on Instagram as well. So for all of you who are there, thank you already. (laughs) And, um, yeah, we should return soon. Uh, Another interesting thing this week uh, that I read, and it involves here in Chicago, With the resumption of direct service from Chicago to Auckland, New Zealand, uh, O'Hare Port here in Chicago has secured a spot as one of five cities on Earth. Listen to that again. Five cities on Earth with direct service to all inhabited continents. This according to the Chicago Department of Aviation. You can now fly directly from Chicago to cities in North America, South America, Europe, Africa, Asia, and Oceania. New York is the only other American city to hold the distinction. London, Dubai, and Doha are the only international cities with similar access for airline travelers. Um, So uh, in August, the industry data firm determined O'Hare is the most internationally connected airport in the world. On the busiest day of aviation, there were 43,350 possible connections within a six-hour window. Um, and the firm reported that airlines fly from O'Hare to 66 international destinations. That is amazing when you think of how far we have come in aviation, uh, how far you have you know, come with just traveling in general, where it used to just be a few spots, and then it has now divulged into this. So, yeah, I mean, a little pat on the back for all of us here in Chicago. (laughs) Um, And then comes another story um, that I saw this week, and this is kind of something really for the yay or nay files. I wanted to save it for (laughs) next week, but we'll talk about it first tonight, and then I'm going to get Mary's thought on this, because if you have listened to the show and you know her, she has talked in the past about her love of crossword puzzles. And so comes word that Costco, which is here in America, which is kind of like a I had to describe it, it's like a warehouse club. But the folks at Costco, they like to do everything big, uh, usually for their supersized bottles of ketchup to barrels full of Jack Daniels whiskey. 
And their latest offering is a jigsaw puzzle with 60,000 pieces that takes up an entire room when it's finished. The sprawling What a Wonderful World puzzle is actually 60 interconnected thousand-piece puzzles to make uh, assembly (laughs) somewhat feasible. Each features a painting from the Dowdle Art Studio as a fascinating landmark from different parts of the world, like the Great Wall of China and the Eiffel Tower. Uh, Once each uh, section is completed, it can be connected to the larger canvas. When finished, the puzzle measures 8 feet tall and 29 feet wide. An included legend helps you keep track of which puzzle goes where and the literal bigger picture of things. Now, Costco has declared it as the world's largest jigsaw puzzle, and that's likely to be true. Previous contenders include the memorable Disney Moments puzzle from Ravensburger that tops 40,000 pieces and measures 6.2 feet tall by 22.3 feet wide, and a Kodak puzzle landscape made up of 51,300 pieces depicting 27 wonders of the world that clocks in at 6.25 feet tall and 28.5 feet wide. Uh, the What a Wonderful World puzzle, if you were wondering about the cost, retails for $599. It's a bit steep, but remember, at the end of the day, Costco's long-standing hot dog and soda combo remains at $1.50. <laughs> so if you like all of that, that pretty much is, uh, if you're a puzzle fanatic, and I'm pretty sure there will be someone out there that will go and attempt to do it, and they will probably succeed. It's kind of like Lego people. I give a good uh, tip of the hat because I am never one for having the patience to build things. And if you are, and if you have that power, more power to you. The world needs more of you. (laughs) And hopefully, just hopefully, um, you don't get frustrated with it along the way. Uh, With that, uh, the clock on the wall, is telling me that we are just about out of time for tonight. Uh, Just a few things to note. We will be back with you next Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, uh, for another edition of Page One here on Blog Talk Radio. We thank you so much for being in touch with us. Um, I didn't ask Mary if she had any shout-outs tonight. Uh, If she did, and I'm pretty sure (laughs) she would have, I'm uh, pretty sure you probably already know if you're out there listening who she's shouting out. So uh, definitely shout out to all of you guys. Thanks so much for following us on social media, whether it is on Discord. Uh, Twitch, I know we keep promising it, but we're working out all of the bells and whistles before we go on to that really live. Live, uh, We want to make it something as to maybe where we'll start adding the um, uh, after dark segments to Twitch. <laughs> we'll go over there. Uh, but in the meantime, of course, you can always find us here, and here is where we'll be. And thank you so much, News Comet BTR on Twitter. And until next we meet, uh, for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next Friday night. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Page One. Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 